grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Well, Michelle, we came, we saw, we conquered the Jubilee. We conquered the Jubilee. Welcome, Royal Community. This is our Jubilee special. OMG. You say conquered, Rach, but we are absolutely ill right it now. Conquered both us. Of us. It conquered us. It conquered us. We are still recovering. And I mean, you can hear in our voices that we're just, we're, we're run down right now. Our immune systems are saying, help us, help us. Wow. What a weekend. What a weekend. So much to talk about. Um, it was just amazing to be a part of this, you know, historic occasion, something we'll never get to experience again. Um, so it was just incredible to be there. The atmosphere was amazing every single day every event was different wasn't it and um, it brought something different and we're going to share with you Royal Community exactly what our experience was like yeah absolutely we're going to give you good bits the bad bits and it's been a moment because we haven't enjoyed every single moment of it have we we've enjoyed most moments but not all yeah and it's interesting because I think what you see on TV is not what you experience when you're actually there and that's what we found out and again there's so much to discuss um, in regards to that isn't there yeah so let's talk about a bit of housekeeping with you Royal Community this is what's going to happen Rachel and I are going to do a massive recording today and depending on how long it is it's either going to be in part one and part two and then if you are joining us over on Kofi you can join our VIP royal community over there we've got some extra content coming up on Kofi this week and one of them will be this whole experience this whole episode the podcast episode in its entirety and you'll be getting that early this possibly will be then split up into two episodes for this week and next week for people who are not on the membership but also on the membership we will be giving you some extra information so we'll be talking about did Harry and Meghan get booed at St Paul's Cathedral we were there we know the real answer from our own perspective we're also going to talk about Prince Louis and his um, quote-unquote behaviour and also, we'll be speaking about Lilibet and that very first picture we saw this week. So if you want to get all of that information, then head on over to our Kofi site, Keeping Up With The Windsors. The link will be in the show notes below. And if you want the extended version of this podcast, then that will be up for you on Friday. We're also going to be putting a video up of Rachel and I trying the Platinum Jubilee pudding, which we got from Fortnum and Mason. <laughs> and that's going to be up as well and also all of the jubilee youtube videos will be up on the kofi membership before they hit youtube so please feel free to head on over and join the membership if you want to if not stick around we've got a full episode coming up for you this week and next week as well right where to start with this rach grab yourself a cup of tea royal community because it's got to be long um let's start then with some good bits good bits what was your massive highlight of the whole of the jubilee special 
I think for me, it was just being around fellow royal community, um, like-minded people. So my favourite event that we went to was the Platinum Party at the Palace. And I personally thought my favourite was going to be Troop in the Colour, and it and it wasn't for many reasons, which we'll talk about in a bit. But Party at the Palace was great because when we got there, it was about half past five in the evening. We didn't get there particularly early to get a spot, and our plan was to go to St James's Park. We got there and it was absolutely rammed. There was like hardly anywhere to sit. And then we said, well, why don't we go back onto the mall? Because what people were doing was people that had like chairs or even just sitting on the floor had, you know, set themselves up right by one of the screens and they had picnics and, you know, and music was playing and it was just such a great atmosphere. So that's exactly what we did. Yeah, we'll go into why we were thinking of St. James's Park in a second. But I completely agree with you. It knocked me, like, how can I put it? Like, I was so surprised the party at the Palace was my favourite day. Because as you know, Royal Community, Rachel and I have been talking about what we're looking forward to. And mine was being the pageant. And whilst the pageant was absolutely excellent party at the palace was out of this world it was so good and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along I just thought we'd start on a happy note because we do have some things that we didn't really <laughs> like but let's talk in its entirety of what we actually did so on Wednesday we arrived at our hotel so we were in London the day before we had these suitcases that I'm not kidding probably was enough for a family of five <laughs> and we had to get them up the stairs at the tube stations which was just completely just the the worst thing ever so when Rachel and I met we were both sweaty stressed messes <laughs> We stayed in a hotel that was really central in London, in Piccadilly, which was an actual really good plan, wasn't it, Rach? Because our hotel was, the location was fantastic. We then had media. So it wasn't just a a good time for us to just celebrate. We were working. And I think having that extra element really stressed me out. I don't know whether it stressed you out, Rach, but... I was constantly in the back of my mind having to think about all the different things that we needed to do as well as like be at the Jubilee. So we were working Wednesday night. We were also working the morning into the afternoon of Troop in the Colour. And because we'd already experienced Troop in the Colour last week with William, I knew what to expect. Whereas if I would have just turned up and didn't know anything about the ceremony, I think I would have been a little bit disheartened or or how do I want to put it not meeting my expectations because you are on the mall we we got front row at the mall and you'll see this on our YouTube video that's coming out this week that um we are right by the barricades we got there at five o'clock in the morning which meant Rachel had 10 minutes sleep I had two hours sleep and um we had to leave the hotel at five o'clock in the morning it was a lot wasn't it yeah, it was. Let's backtrack though, Shell, because if you haven't followed us along this week, you might not know that um, our room that we was in was right next to a nightclub. <laughs> the first thing we had to do on Wednesday, we was like, no, we can't, we can't fail with this. So we then had to change rooms so we could have like a decent night's sleep. And then like Shell said, like I only had 10 minutes. So I think I was just running on adrenaline at that point. Um, but yeah, so on Thursday... We were with a camera crew and as soon as we stepped into reception, that camera crew was on us. <laughs> I was just like, oh, five in the morning. I do not look my best right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we got down to the mall and we like we kind of knew where we wanted to be. And we was like, right, this is where we're going to set up camp. 
and this is where we're going to stay. Then, Royal Community, if, again, you've been listening to the podcast, a few weeks ago, we had author Susan Webb on one of our episodes. And guess what? She joined us for the whole day. She did. And it was amazing to meet Susan because, you know, she was giving us some real intel, wasn't she? Like, yeah. stand here, do that, do that. And I have to say, Royal Community, she came through. We, <laughs> uh, we did get a really, really good spot. Really, really good spot. So as the day wore on, Shell was a bit subdued because she was like, I, c- I can't right now. <laughs> Royal Community, I'm a night owl. Like, you'd get me at 10 o'clock in the night. I'm firing on all cylinders. At five in the morning? Please don't speak to me. I can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) So when we got there, it wasn't actually as busy as we anticipated, was it? But I think if you went further down towards the palace, that's where the people had been camping out. That's, you know, the spot that they wanted, which was great for them. But because of what Susan had said to us, we knew that's not where we wanted to be. So we wasn't bothered to be right up the other end because we were going to see exactly the same thing they were seeing anyway I want to also take a step back because the night before we did a little recce didn't we to see where people were camping because we heard people had been camping out the day before so we were getting stressed out like oh no are we gonna get a good place and as we were walking down the mile we saw all these people like um with their camera crews doing live tv back to the uh back to the studio and stuff it was so exciting wasn't it all that atmosphere it was so exciting so yeah, so as the hours went by, um, more it was getting busier and busier. And then at half past eight, all of a sudden on the Tannoy's, this like, announcement comes on it and it said, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. This is a test. And it literally went on for about 10 minutes. And, and in the end, like everybody was chanting it. <laughs> and like we were doing like a little dance to it, wasn't we? <laughs> Sorry. And that's what you don't see on TV. That's what you don't see on TV. And at that point, we were so tired that we were just like making a tune out of nothing. <laughs> um, but what was interesting then was at 10 o'clock, as we know, because we we did have that um, experience of seeing William's Troop in the Colour, we knew the timings. So we knew at 10 o'clock, that they would start to arrive. And then what happened, Rach? Just as, you know, the marching bands coming down the mall, protesters. Protesters. People lying in the middle of the mall. And we didn't really like notice at first, did we? And then we had like a police officer that was stationed um, with us throughout the day. And all of a sudden she legged it down the mall, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And she 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 did like a wrestling tackle yeah. on this guy. And everyone was just like, yeah, <laughs> you know. But then you just saw all the police like dragging these protesters off of the mall and the marching band, like the, you know, the guy at the front, he was literally just stepping over people. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've got to continue like because this is a live feed. This is getting broadcast to millions of people around the world right now. It was so professional the way they did it and the the way in which everyone supported the police. So it was honestly, it was so choreographed to perfection when something goes wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. The police were outstanding. The army and the professionalism of the troops was absolutely like stellar. You could not fault it one moment. There were about I would say 15 protesters so one came then they got arrested the other one then there was three came then they got arrested then so it just kept coming but what happened from that point on oh hang on can we just say as the police were carting them off people were actually booing yeah and then they were shouting people were shouting take him to the tower (laughs) take him to the tower which is really funny so then that kind of put a dampener um on it because we know how excellent this event is and also how much 
painstaking precision and rehearsal goes into this. So it was really upsetting because what happened then was whilst they brought more police and armed police uh, to the mall to stop even more protesters if that was the case, um, w- there was a big, massive gap in, in the procession, wasn't there? So mm-hmm. it wasn't a continuous procession as it would be. There were big, massive gaps. And I think it really upset me because I was like, oh, this isn't what it was supposed to be, you know? But what was really interesting is I have since watched the BBC live version and I'm saying that in quotation marks because although it is live we found out being there that there's about a two to three minute delay on from what we're seeing on the mouth to what you're seeing on tv even though they say it's live even though they say it's live yeah because I have watched that and I'm you know quotating live and I said to my mum I was like where are the protesters yeah that was a massive part of what we saw because like you said, it, the parade was then spaced out. It was yeah, massively spaced out. But you did not see that on the TV. But that was just the BBC. I haven't seen any other feed. So it may be different to where you've watched it in another country or, you know, if, you, if you've watched it on, say, for instance, Sky or, you know, whatever. But it did put a damper on it. And then because like because like you said, we had seen William the week before. We knew this is time to affection. And we was like, oh, this is literally going to push everything back now. But not just that, but anything could happen so we knew that there was a potential for the royal family to come out on those open top carriages and there was this murmuring within the crowd that we were at that they might possibly come through now in cars rather than the carriages which to be honest I was really upset about because I was like five o'clock in the morning I've been waiting blah 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 but I obviously know that their safety is way more paramount than my discomfort or whatever mm-hmm. um but then they did they came down in the open top carriages but it wasn't just that but the children were in the carriages so when we actually saw the children I mean you'll see this in the YouTube video but it was really emotional and it wasn't just because um oh my god it was a fangirl moment there was a lot of stuff that went into that into that moment um and it just put into perspective for me even though I know it's dangerous for them to be out in in the open especially these big events how like vulnerable they are and how how much courage it takes for Catherine to put her children in that carriage Mm -hmm. that's a lot of courage yeah because obviously we don't know if they got told that there was protesters they might not have told them so that they could have just you know got on with the show as such and you know like you said like because the children were there we didn't know until they was right up close to us because there were so many people on the mall the internet was cut you couldn't like go on twitter or anything so we were trying to find out where the kids going to be there and then when they was I think I was like oh the kids are there and you'll hear that yeah. on the YouTube like I actually said the kids are there because we wasn't expecting them mm. this is like um, a behind the scenes of the YouTube the making of the YouTube video because <laughs> Obviously, if you want us, if you want like our real reactions there, then head to YouTube because all the videos will be coming up this week. So then Troop in the Colour happened, right? They they turned up and the Royal Hobnob, she was on a horse (laughs) and it was amazing. Honestly, when I saw her, it was just like, I was just so happy to see the Princess Royal on a horse because she just... 
I just I just love her attitude and the fact that she was with the Duke of Cambridge and Prince Charles was just amazing like she's in a league of her own and she does things her way and this was the epitome of that yeah it was great to see them because obviously Catherine the kids and Camilla were in one carriage and then behind them was the Wessex family and then it was um Sir Tim Lawrence and the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester yeah and so the carriages came first and then it was William, Charles and Anne. So obviously the crowd was like really cheering for them. Like, woo, go Anne, woo, yeah, like, Charles, yeah. William. Um, and it was great. And then obviously they go into horse guards and then it's a waiting game yet again because they're trooping the colour and, you know, we're there for an hour just waiting. We can't hear anything. We can't see anything. We were there for a little bit more than an hour. And again, when you're watching on television, you're actually watching the ceremony. But when you're on the mall, there's nothing. There's no music playing. There's just you and, you know, whoever you're next to having a conversation. And it's like that for over an hour. Yeah. So you get these pockets of excitement and then these get this downtime where you're just like, oh, okay. And we're waiting for the next bit. Yeah. I think another thing to note as well is the people that were around us, um, so as we say, we were there really early. I would say about half an hour before it started, there was a woman that said um, to the camera crew that we was with, oh, is that is that going to be there all the time? You know, because I want to be able to see. And someone said to her, well, we have been here since five. And she said, well, good for you. And I was like, well, it is good for us because we've been here since five o'clock. If you wanted to get a better view, you should have got here earlier. Mm. And also as well, she could have moved down slightly. So I think, I guess in a way, the people, actually there were some people around us who were just amazing. And then there was others that I'm just like, oh my goodness me, take a step back and just yeah. reflect on your life. <laughs> there was a woman that was behind me. I, I swear in Royal Community, this woman was basically like on my back, wasn't she? Yeah, was yeah like, trying to get a good Shell. shot. And I was just like, does she want to give me some personal space? <laughs> personal space does not happen. So let's put it this way. Troop in the Colour was not one of my favourite events. I would say this was my my second least favourite event out of the five events that we went to over the Jubilee celebrations. Where would you put, where would you put it? Um, I would say this was probably my, it wasn't my least favourite because I've got another one that was my least favourite. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't rank highly. And this was what I was looking forward to the most. Um, what was funny was when the procession came back down the mall, it all happened really quickly, didn't it? And we were like, it was so we fast. Was like, this is what it would have been like if there wasn't any of the protesters. Yeah. Um, so then obviously, once they go past, you're waiting to get onto the mall for that famous flyover. So again, what they don't show you on the television is we're all, you know, trying, people are like not pushing, but, you know, you're, you know, jockeying to get to the front as such. And we didn't know at that point because, again, Royal Community, this is another thing that annoyed us. There were no screens up. No screens. And even though they did the tannoy uh, test sound things in the morning they put nothing over there so we didn't know whether there was like a band playing we didn't know if the national anthem was playing nothing yeah so it was only because there was a woman in front of us who was an American lady and she had her phone which had a live feed of Troop in the Colour and she held it up for everybody else to see and it was at that point that we knew that the Queen was on the balcony because we didn't know and watching the BBC back it said um, I think it was Hugh Edwards said, I don't think the crowd know that she's there. 
because we we didn't see we didn't see her we didn't know know. when we were watching that on that lady on god bless her God bless her. (laughs) when we were watching that on her phone we hadn't even been allowed on the mall yet which is quite interesting um the way in which they they separated so um they open certain uh like accesses to certain parts of the crowd to then walk down the mall to then fill the mall ready for the flyover and i have to say when we were walking down the mall me and rachel we thought to ourselves oh my good we're, we're so far back but as we kept walking we actually got probably about a third of the way by the balcony yeah um from the mall so we were actually very surprised at how close we were um considering how many people were around us yeah and it was absolutely incredible to experience the flyover in person. Oh, it was amazing. Like, do you know when you feel like a rumble in your body when the, you know, that's how loud it was? It was it was really good, wasn't it? And the um, the 70, when the planes come over and it spelled out 70, everyone was going crazy for that. Everyone was cheering and clapping and then obviously waiting for the red arrows. Um, and that red, white and blue came over and it was incredible. Yeah, but, you know, we didn't hear any fanfare. We didn't hear, we didn't sing to the Queen. You know, there wasn't any God Save no. the Queen. That pro- I think they probably did that, but we couldn't hear any of that. It was... Well, they did do that because we were speaking to a couple the next day at St Paul's and they said that they did play the national anthem because they were further up the mall. But I said, we didn't hear it. Yeah, why have all those tannoys if they just didn't yeah. remove the tannoy? I don't know whether the test is purely for television and not for what your experience is experiencing as an audience member. Because looking back on it, I always watch Troop in the Colour. It's one of the things that I look forward to watching that the Royals attend every single year. And I was expecting to see in person what I see on TV and it just wasn't my experience. And I think that's why I felt a bit let down by it. Yeah, and I I, I will also call this out. There's a lot to be said for turning up and being in the moment and experiencing it in real time. But a lot of the crowd, and, you know, maybe we're included in that because we were vlogging whilst we were doing it. So we had like an extra thing to worry about. But the thing was happening and then you would hear people react because they were filming on their phone or taking pictures and then realizing, oh, hang on a minute, this is really amazing. And then they would scream. Mm. So we never actually be in the moment and have the actual real life experience because we're seeing it through phones. And I never really experienced that. Maybe, you know, I sound very old in that in that sense. But there were moments during the rest of the, the Jubilee where I did put my phone down and I thought, no, this is a moment I need to experience without showing it through a camera because I I need that for personally myself I need to have my own emotional experience so to speak but that was very interesting for me that we never really got the crowd scream or a jubilation and it always happened afterwards there was like a delay in excitement does that make sense what I'm saying Rach yeah yeah exactly I get what you're saying um and another thing I would say is um because there was only one screen that was outside the Victoria Monument we wasn't close enough to see that the other members of the royal family had um, come back onto the balcony with the Queen. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't until after that we started seeing, you know, the fan accounts posting about the images that that we knew that they was there because we didn't actually see, we wasn't close enough to see the balcony, was we? No, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad I did it. I don't think I will 
do it again mm-hmm. um and I don't mean that just because it's the jubilee I mean like I don't think I would go to a troop in the color and do what we did like the five o'clock thing I would never do that again not because I I would stop anyone else from doing that but it just the experience wasn't worth it for me yeah for the the amount of like um, time and effort that you've put yeah. into just being there and the emotional like strain it was just re it was a lot it really was a lot I'm glad I went but like I say it was my second least favorite experience I will say this before we move on it was the the troops were amazing the horses were incredible um and it was just wonderful to be there and to be part of the royal community because that is the main thing that we take away from this whole thing it was amazing we're telling you the truth here. This is our true experience. And um, like I say, if you want to see more of the procession, then we'll be putting up our YouTube video on the weekend of the podcast. So that's Troop in the Colour. That's that's event one. Troop in the Colour finished at about half one. We got back to the hotel about, say, two o'clock. And then we just kind of like decompressed for a bit, got ourselves ready again. And then the lighting didn't start until half nine in the evening but we left the hotel about eight o'clock wasn't it yes yeah yeah brilliant let's move to event two Rach which is the beacon lighting the biggest letdown of all (laughs) this is and we're going to categorically say this right now because I know I haven't really spoken to you about this but I know I'm going to just say it this is our least favorite wasn't it this was our least favorite event Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and there was a very big reason why share it with the royal community rage why so it's already been a long day for us and we were like right let's just go to the beacon lighting we know it's not going to be on for very long so we get to the mall and we knew that the beacon lightning was going to be at the tree of trees so we walked around to the tree of trees and it was all barricaded off and the security guard said to us uh, it's a ticketed event we was like right okay So we go back to St. James's Park and there's a massive screen up. We just presume that they're going to be showing it. And we actually said to the security guard and he said, yeah, yeah, it'll be on. It starts, you know, it will be starting soon. So we sat there and as we sat there, we do an Instagram live just because, you know, we might as well while we're just sat there doing nothing as such, just waiting. And we're waiting and we're waiting. And we were like, when is this going to start? Nothing's happening. And so people started getting up and walking towards the mouse. So then everybody started doing the same thing and we missed the whole thing. We missed everything. We couldn't see, we couldn't see anything. The only thing that we saw was the holograms of the queen up on the palace. That was the only thing we saw. I was so annoyed. I said to Michelle, we could have stayed at the hotel and watched this and it would have, it would have been better. It was so disappointing. We found out um, on that day that the Queen would be lighting the beacon at Windsor and that Prince William would be lighting the beacon at Buckingham Palace. So we wasn't expecting to rock up and get like a front row seat for Prince William, but we were expecting to see something. We couldn't get anywhere close to the Tree of Trees. We couldn't get anywhere close to even where the monument, uh, sorry, with the, um, the start of the Victoria fountain is to move into Buckingham Palace it was closed off so far back there was and I'm going to just say this right now royal community there were so many people on the mall expecting to see something there wasn't there wasn't a tannoy over it just kind of telling us what was happening in there there wasn't any screens up showing us what was happening it was such a letdown and Rachel and I obviously I think the those projections on Buckingham Palace was amazing so at least we saw something but we left at quarter to 10 
And we were just really deflated. I didn't film a YouTube vlog at the time. We were expecting to. We also thought we'd get a bit closer to Tree of Trees because there's a part of St. James's Park where you can walk up and see the Tree of Trees. And let also, let's, let's say this, the Tree of Trees is amazing. It's so beautiful. Um, and on Kofi, we also, on the VIP membership, we do have a video of showing the the Jubilee preparations, and you can see the tree of trees on that video. Um, but it was spectacular, but we couldn't even get close to it, even from St. James's Park. So we retreated, we sat down, we did the Instagram live. If you want to watch our Instagram live, by the way, it's over on our Keeping Up With The Windsors pod over on Instagram. And you can just see us sat there waiting. We're in the park, we're waiting for the screen and nothing came up. And that's the reason why it's our least favorite event. I'm sure... If we got tickets for it, I don't know how you would have got tickets for it unless you were part of a charity or something. Um, it would have been amazing. And it did look incredible on television, didn't it, Rach? It looked amazing. Yeah, it looks really good. If you were there in person, you didn't see very much. And it was a big, big, massive letdown. So then we headed home. We, you know, we went to, I think we went to Hard Rock that night. Hard Rock, we? yeah. We went to Hard Rock, we had some food and we headed back to the hotel Bear in mind, Rachel had no sleep. I think you had a little sleep, a little nap, didn't you, in, in the afternoon? Yeah, I think I had like a two-hour nap. <laughs> yeah. And then um, and then we were deciding what to do about St. Paul's the next day because we were absolutely spent. But we decided this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We need to get up and we need to do our thing. So we get up and we do day two, which is St. Paul's Cathedral. Now, we're not going to talk about Harry and Meghan here. If you're listening to the podcast normally, that will be for our Kofi VIP members. But what did you think of the St. Paul's Cathedral situation? So when we got there, it wasn't as early as Troop in the Colour. I think we got there about nine, half past nine. Yeah, we did. And as we were coming around the corner where the steps were, that was really busy. And we were just, it was about four to five people deep, the crowd was. And we was like, we're not going to be able to see anything if we stay here. So we decided to go down the street and we we set up camp, you know, just randomly on this street. And yeah. the police gave us some lollies. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. The police were incredible the whole time. Absolutely amazing. And taking pictures for us. They, they were great. Um, and so there was us with our little, you know, camp chairs. And we've got our breakfast and snacks and whatever. And we're just waiting. Yeah. And then it starts getting busier and busier. And that's when um, this lady came up to us and she was like, oh, do you mind if I stand behind you? And we were like, oh, yeah, sure. And we get chatting to her and it was an American lady called Cassie. And she was over in the UK for work, but she said um, she'd heard about this event and she thought, why not come down? <laughs> it's just one of those things where this was one of the highlights for me was just chatting to people and getting to know them uh, during us waiting and we then met two of the most amazing people margaret and asima they were so nice margaret and asima who were just amazing and they've left us a review Aww. on our podcast so thank you so much for that and they were just so lovely and um, we did meet i would say another five other royal community members which I could, in our haste of just chatting about the royals i didn't take your name so I'm so sorry but you're here in spirit with us right now as we're talking about this podcast it was amazing to meet you all let's talk about the royal um encounters during this because we waited for a while they didn't turn up till what half 11 11, 11. yeah yeah obviously the non-working royals were in attendance but they wasn't coming in you know the Rolls Royces so 
as the cars were going past, and this is what annoyed me a bit, is we've been waiting for hours, Royal Community. The cars could have slowed down a bit. (laughs) They went so fast. They went so fast. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, that's Princess Alexandra. That's um, Duke of Gloucester. And I I knew who people were, but they went by in like a split second. Yeah. So obviously... They, they go past then there's this big coach and you go oh that's that's Mike Tyndall and Beatrice and Eugenie and then in a car by themselves Megan and Harry went past Megan and Harry and I yeah. have to tell you all community I said to Michelle and I'm going to be completely honest I said Harry's got a face like a sapped ass <laughs> like, I don't know if you know that saying in America <laughs> but it was just like he looked miserable and I was just like come on now because the cars went by so fast we didn't really know until they went past it was Megan and Harry. And then I was like, that was Megan and Harry. Yeah. Well, the reason why is because they were in a black, blacked out windows yeah. Land Rover. So you can't actually see anything until you actually, there was a little bit of sun that went through and I could see that it was Harry. I could see it on my side that it was Harry. Um, so obviously they go in and let me tell you all community, <laughs> Michelle was like the town crier. <laughs> so because we were chatting to all these people and we told them that we have like a podcast and a youtube people were asking us like well who's coming next and we was like well in the linux session it will be um sophie and edward now so we was all waiting and michelle (laughs) it was so funny michelle was like look alive people look alive (laughs) well what was happening was um it was a very long street and you know, my claim to fame is I've got 20-20 vision. So I could see from a very far distance. So everybody was watching because here's another gripe royal community. There was nothing, um, there was no sound. So we couldn't hear what was going on in the church. And like also we couldn't see what was happening on any of the TV screens. So one of the lovely royal community members had a phone and she was watching BBC. So I said, you lot watch BBC. And I'll look out for the cars and I'll let you know. So when they came down, I was like, look alive, people. The royals are coming. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, it's Camilla. It's Kitty Charles. Get ready, get your phones. So the Wessexes came first. And again, the cars went by really fast. But the video that I got, I did manage to screenshot a photo. And I got a really good photo of Edward. He was actually looking in our direction. Um, and then... Catherine and William came past and it was kind of like William was on our side and it was like William yay and then Charles and Camilla and again Charles and Charles was on our side um so it all happened very very quickly very very quickly indeed so a lot of people that were waiting in the street they left because they saw the royals and that was them done obviously we stayed behind because we presumed that the procession would come back down the way that they came So again, we're waiting around and we get chatting to this lovely couple and I can't remember their names, but they were absolutely lovely. And then we met the ladies' mum as well. And it was so nice to talk to them. And we were just chatting all things royal, which was brilliant. And then we saw the church doors open back up. So we knew obviously they were going to come back out. And Charles comes out, gets in, Charles and Camilla come out, get in their car, but they go in a different direction same as William Catherine, same as Edward and Sophie. And that's because they were going to a lunch at the Guildhall, which we didn't know about. So then you have on the steps, Beatrice, Eugenie, Zara, and then Royal Community, Harry and Meghan came out. So yeah, it was, it was quite an interesting atmosphere at that point, wasn't it? So then we find out that um, Harry and Meghan get into their car and then they come past us. 
And when they went down, we had Harry. And then when they went back up, we had Megan on our side. And uh, she actually looked in our direction and kind of gave a little wave um, as she went past. But, you know, it's hard. I could only see it when the sun went through the, the blacked out windows because they're blacked out. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, but I, you could te- definitely see it was Megan. I've got a video of it. I haven't actually looked at any of that fo- footage yet, but it was one of those things where you realize the difference, the difference in the royal family, because they were in this, I think they were in like a Land Rover, Range Rover thing. Um, all the others were in this big, massive minibus. And then all the... Uh, working royals they were in their Bentleys and whatever the the state's cars so that was basically it for St Paul's we didn't actually really get to see much did we (laughs) no we just again a lot of waiting around a lot of chatting to you amazing royal community which was at one of our highlights fast uh, drive-bys by cars I don't know whether they were trying to you know get a speed record or something I had no clue but they were so fast I'm just like calm down like we waited ages just slow 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 it down it was lovely actually to um see the just the sunshine of Catherine going up the stairs in her lovely yellow outfit and I think for me throughout the whole of the Jubilee I've been super surprised by Sophie the Countess of Wessex because for me she's always been like one of those really underplayed members of the family but actually she's really magnetic when you see her in real life and I was very surprised by that she's gone up in my estimations Rach well I have a new girl crush and it's Princess Beatrice (laughs) I absolutely love her did you see that video she and uh, Eugenie went to one of the big lunches and she was talking to someone and um, the woman said something like are you one of the royals or something like she was like yes I am and she said oh um the, the queen is my granny. I'm very, very lucky. And I was like, oh, Beatrice. I wish we saw more of Beatrice. And I think um, I saw that video and her and Eugenie, they're great. And, you know, they're not working royals, but maybe we will see them in the coming years step into that role a bit more. As we know, they do have jobs themselves. But it was just great to see them. And um, I think for us as well, another highlight was Mike Tyndall, wasn't it? Oh, my goodness me. Mike Tyndall, what a champion. I, you know, we we don't really speak about Mike Tyndall very much, but there was an interesting thing that Rachel and I had a conversation about back at the hotel. He comes from a very humble family. We talk about, you know, the the Duchess of Cambridge and how um, down to earth she is. But her, she comes from a very rich family, regardless. They're not aristocratic, but they are very rich. Mike Tyndall, that's not the case. No, he's from very humble beginnings and he's in, he's found himself in this family and he just fits in. Like, it's just amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And what was great is he does a, a rugby podcast. A new episode came out yesterday and he actually said about the Jubilee that after that St. Paul's um, event, he said, oh, the cousins went to a, a lunch. Nice. So it, obviously it wouldn't have been William and Catherine because they would have, um, they was at the Guildhall. And I don't think Harry and Meghan went, but I can imagine like Peter, Zara, Eugenie, Beatrice. Yeah, yeah. And what a busy uh, time for them anyway with the Jubilee. But we know that Mike Tyndall and Prince William have a very strong bond. And it seems to me, and this is just my speculation, but it seems to me that Mike Tyndall kind of is siding with William because he, he kind of blanked Harry and Meghan as they were at the top of the stairs. Yeah, there was a bit of a cold moment, but I also saw it exactly the same with Peter Phillips and with Beatrice's husband, um, Edo. I felt like they didn't really interact that much with Harry and Meghan. 
It's so interesting, isn't it? And you never really get the full grasp of things because obviously they're on their best behavior and they're at a work event. But um, yeah, it was quite it's quite interesting to see the dynamics between the family um, and how they they were interacting with Harry and Meghan on the day. Mike Tindall, I think he was like a standout superstar for me, especially when he put the um, the starburst uh, image yeah. on his Eugenie and Zara, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? And I loved what Zara was wearing. I thought yeah, she looked incredible. Yeah, we loved Zara. And we think, we were discussing, we think that Beatrice has a new stylist. Yes. And that Eugenie has a PR person because she's got her podcast with the Anti-Slave Collective. Yeah. And that's just going like from strength to strength. And we're seeing more presence of her on her Instagram. So we reckon she's got an EPR person that's just what we think <laughs> yeah speculation but it, it, it kind of feels that right thing you know they've stepped up so we finish off with St Paul's we then head to, back to our hotel for a bit of chill time and then we had the most amazing thing happen to us Rach we had we met up with a royal community member and went on the London Eye it was incredible we met Z her two boys Brian and Henry and her husband Sean and yeah, we went on the London Eye and I've never been on the London Eye before. So one, it was a great experience for me because I could see all of London from up there. But two, just, you know, chatting to Z and her family. Yeah, all the way from Alaska and just hearing about their trip so far and what they've experienced with the Jubilee. And I recommended Nando's to them and they went to our show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think um, it was um, Henry that said to me about uh, eating some Jaffa cakes, which was just like to us Jaffa cakes is just something you buy in the supermarket but it was a massive deal wasn't it yeah they were like we want to try them all and I was like I've never tried them all either (laughs) (laughs) so we want to extend our massive thank you to Z for you know for meeting us and um it was amazing to just chat everything and we've been on email with Z for like since the beginning of the podcast so it's been amazing oh honestly Z also brought us a Diana commemorative plate and I mean it's just overwhelming that people will actually give us gifts I'm like this is amazing (laughs) so from the bottom of my heart it was been amazing to meet you Z and your family and thank you so much for meeting us and honestly we had such an amazing time with you and that was our that was our second day of the jubilee where would you put St Paul's Cathedral where would you put it in your list I would say St Paul's was my third favorite What's re- interesting is you and I, from what we've said, all of our um, rankings are the same. The Beacons is fifth, Troop in the Colour is fourth, and uh, we've got St Paul's Cathedral as, as third. And I think St Paul's, for me, it wasn't the actual scene the Royals, it was meeting members of the Royal community. That's what it was, yeah. Exactly, yeah, it was. And we had such a laugh, didn't we? Yeah. Like, we just, it was brilliant. We, like, the, the police were excellent. They were giving us sweets whilst we were sat there. Like, why? why not? As you know, Royal Community, Rachel and I can speak for Britain, and we have. So we're going to be splitting up this episode into two parts. Today, we spoke about day one and day two. And next week, we'll be speaking about the party at the palace, which is day three, and also the pageant, which is day four. If you are part of the VIP Royal Community, you will be getting this whole episode in its entirety on Friday. But until then, if you are listening week by week, here is a little snapshot of what is coming up in next week's episode. Oh, the Queen, she's such a great actress. Like her comic timing was on it. Yeah, it it was brilliant. And I started crying 
I started crying when uh, when Paddington. Also, this I'll put I'll put this into perspective for you, broad community. It was very loud around us. Like everyone was just so happy that it's starting. Everyone stood up, like you just mentioned, Rach. But everyone was just like, yeah, cheering and clapping along, and we couldn't hear every single word that was coming out from the skit. But all I could hear Paddington say was thank you for your service, ma'am. And I was just like, oh, like it's choking me up just thinking about it. He said, thank you, ma'am, for everything. For everything, that's right. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I just, I don't think you heard that much when we were, because you were like, are you all right? And I was like, oh, you said that to, you said to me, oh, you're crying. I was like, Paddington just said thanks to her. Like, it's just amazing. Um, what was great is they had, um, they called it like the National Treasures and the buses would come down with, um, like celebrities past and present and whatnot so the 50s goes by and you'll see all this on the YouTube and um, Sir Cliff Richard is on the first bus and Michelle was like Cliff, Cliff Richard I love you <laughs> and then all these buses when we were like oh who's gonna be next and then um, I can't remember what decade it was and I was like Basil Brush like the little puppet thing and I was like Basil I was like, I'm screaming for a puppy, but I don't care. And then the funniest thing, I was crying with laughter. <laughs> if you're in the UK, you will know who this who this is, Timmy Mallet. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle was just shouting, Wackatoo! I was, I, I'm not kidding. I fangirled the <laughs> hardest of t- Timmy Mallet. I could not believe it. I was doing a whack-a-day symbol, like, sign to him. It was like my, I was six and I just wanted to be on the show. It was amazing. It was so, and everyone was looking at me and I was like, no, this is my moment. Timmy Mallet <laughs> needs to know who I am. <laughs> if you would like to support Michelle and I, you can over on Kofi and buy us a coffee. It's four pounds or six bucks. And you can also join the VIP Royal community over on there. So we'll have lots of extras coming your way soon. Feel free to head on over to Instagram, keep it up with the Windsor's pod where you can join the Royal community there. And we also have a YouTube channel, which come on over because there's going to be lots of vlogs. So whatever we're speaking about today will be shown in real life on the vlogs. So that's keeping up with the Windsor's over on YouTube. Don't forget if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, if you could leave us a rate and a five star review that would be brilliant and email us at keeping up the windsors pod at gmail.com and we will see you then on keeping Keeping up up with the the windsors. windsors